Hey guys, welcome back to It's A Lot, the podcast about all the things in life that are a lot, I guess. I'm your host, Abby Chatfield, and in this episode, we're taking a look back at one of my favorite interviews from this year. It is with Peach. Since we recorded this episode, she has dropped, obviously, her banger, Josh. Stop calling me, Josh. Yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly that one. So, yeah, if you haven't heard this interview, you're in for an absolute wild ride. It was one of my favorites. Peach is an absolute fucking icon. Plus, in this version, we've actually left in some things. It ended up on the cutting room floor last time around. Exclusives. What? Here's the interview with the icon of icons, Peach PRC. Hi, everyone. We're back this week for It's A Lot with Peach, Peach PRC, she's <laughs> hey. here. Also, what's the deal with PRC? I'm just going to ask you straight off the bat. Everyone asked me that. It's um, My stripper name was Peach Porcelain when I signed up. And <gasps> when I joined TikTok, I had to make an account so that I could watch a video. So I was in a rush and I didn't want to type out Porcelain. <laughs> and Peach was taken, so I was like, whatever, PRC. And now it's like my whole branding. <laughs> I didn't even mean for that to happen. And now I have to, such a long, drawn-out story every time I get asked. to like, what's PRC? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that for you. That's so that funny. Sense. I've literally always wondered, but I've been too scared to ask via message. But now we're here in person. <laughs> Also, if you have any glasses or sipping or anything, it's Peach and I drinking some champers. So, anyway, um, Peach is here to talk about what are we talking about? Music, mental health, yes, stripping, all kinds of things. So, first of all, Peach is dressed as she always isn't on the TikTok on the TikTok <laughs> in like these like her fluffy shoes, little Care Bear outfit, Care Bear outfit. <laughs> and I was like to her before, I was like, do you always dress like this? I do always, and. Yeah, and I remember going to my first therapy appointment and I was, like, full decked out. I brought a Squishmallow and everything. And, like, I'm what? sure she was probably, like... Like, those little Squishmallows, like, those little teddies. What's that? They're, like, these really soft teddies and they're, like, a little pillow and they're so nice. And, like, she brought one with you for, like... <laughs> you're so cute. You're the cutest. <laughs> I brought that with me and I think she's probably looking at me like, right, okay. Because mm. I had, like, full-on sunglasses with, like, a big antenna that come off them and, like, it was a lot. And then, hey... <laughs> Wait, she, it's not but, yeah, but, but yeah, she was like, she was cool about it. But then as I was leaving, this old man was like, oh, you going to a party? I'm like, why? Is there one that we should be going to? Is this an invite? And he was like, no, just how you're dressed. And he's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I always dress like this. And he's like, you're joking. I was like, no, but you're joking. if there's a party, let's go, old man. Oh, I'm my ready. God. I'm dressed for the occasion. The effort is really impressive. Thank I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I was saying, like, I was really nervous when I woke up because I went for a swim in the ocean this morning. Water baby oh. vibes. Just so on with nature. Beach, babe. I love that. Just so on with nature, babe. Like, it's crazy. Oh. Um, uh, And then I was rushing back to my Airbnb to get put makeup on because I was like, Peach, you look really cute and I'm going to be wearing literal pyjamas. No, you look so cute. It is the merch. You can purchase it at itslotpodcast.com if you'd like to. <laughs> Thank you so much, Peach. Likes my merch, everybody. <laughs> okay, so I feel like your life in the past year, I think I started following you and you have like a hundred thousand yeah tiktok followers or something right it's happened really quickly hasn't it, it has it was so quick it like it felt like it was overnight almost like it was kind of like gradually going up and then it got to a point where it just like was all at once and i was like so overwhelmed I, like mm. so many times i was like gonna panic and delete it i was like oh my god really? it's too much like yeah because it wasn't like my what i set out to do when i started tiktok and then like obviously you know everyone puts videos out because they want people to see them and followers but when it was like yeah. a lot i was like okay that's not like the intention <laughs> what was now. the intention just to like have a bit of a laugh because you're so funny like anyone doesn't follow you. peach every <laughs> every video she's just got like this naturally captivating personality where you just want to see okay. what she's gonna say next <laughs> 
And she's like, and every American on TikTok, if there's an Australian, people are like, Peach. And it's like, yeah, she's the only like, Australian in the world, but I get it. She's like, like the most the interesting accent. Australian. I, get t- I think it's because most my audience is mostly American. And I think a lot of other Australians, it's mostly like Aussie followers. So then the only time Americans see other Australians is like when I'm on their For You page and they're like, oh my God, a Peach accent. When like, <laughs> it's like, like it's from I'm like, yeah, I did invent it. <laughs> You're welcome, Australia, for the accent. <laughs> Thank you so much for teaching us all the accent as well. You did an incredible welcome. job. I appreciate it. It's a lot of hard work, but you know, I got it done in the end. But yeah, so what was your, when you started TikTok, what was your goal? Just have fun? Yeah, well, I was like manic, I think, and I'm like, mm. I just didn't have any friends or anyone to like get all my thoughts out. And I had so many like hooked stories going on in my brain that I'm like, I have to get these out. Cause, get like, out. Yeah, no, no one would listen to them. So I'm like screaming on the internet. Yeah. And then that's just kind of, and then it was like, obviously the reward of people seeing it. I'm like, oh my God, well, I've got so many more. So like, still, and people are like, they're like, oh my God, how has somebody lived like so many lives? And I'm like, I swear to God, it is true. Like people will be like, this cannot be the truth. Like, how do you have that many cook stories? And my friends would be like, I wish I could just tell them that like, it is real. Like they've been there for it. And they're like, everything just... she's saying is like, it has happened. I don't know how, like, I don't know how I've had so many lifetimes. I know, because you're only 23, aren't you? Yeah. You're how old I was when I was on The Bachelor, and I feel like I was a baby then. It's only two really? years later, and I'm like, baby. <laughs> Child. At the time, you're really? like, no. And then yeah. you look back in two years, and you're like, I was baby. And I was doing all these amazing things. Like, you should be so proud of yourself. Oh, thank you. I'm, everything yeah, you're doing. I, I don't think we were, like, pretty much the same age. Yeah, but. I know. Love that for us. Um, <laughs> hey, twin. But, okay, so <laughs> we've hit a million followers recently. Mm-hmm. So a man named Youngblood. Yes! <laughs> She was so excited. I was saying to her before we recorded, like, she did this, like, video of her dancing, all excited. Oh yeah. I, was I, was like, I liked so it, but I didn't, I didn't understand the context, but she was so happy that I was so excited oh, for her. Thank you. No, I was so stoked because he's like, he was what got me back into writing music because I stopped for ages because I was like, oh, my God, I'm so shit. And I was like, all depressed and I didn't want to write. Mm. And then I was like, I think it was another manic episode, but <laughs> so many of them. But I was like, I'm going to be like that too. And I'm going to write songs and I'm going to teach myself 20 instruments and sign language as well. And like, I'm going to fly to America and meet a producer off from Twitter. Like, I just went off the rails, but it was that song that I was listening to like over and over by Youngblood and I was that's what made me want to start writing again and then I saw that on Instagram he was like oh who should be on the remix I'm like me <laughs> and so I like wrote a verse to his song and I was like hey like just flexing <laughs> being like put me on the song if you want and then he turned it into a trend and he was like hey everyone if you want to like put a verse on this song here's the audio and I'm like oh my god and then he do it in my video and I was like oh my god he noticed me I was like over the moon like I was like crying I was like oh my god I can't believe it like that is my idol so exciting so, so yeah you're a musician I am Love Blondes, iconic. Such a good song. I think it's on my Abby's Bangers playlist. Yes, I love that. Love that for everyone. It's a, it's a banger. Um, <laughs> so you. when did you start writing music? Was it when you were younger? Because Carly yeah. Rae Jepsen is shaking, quite frankly. <laughs> After your impersonation, she does this like, Stop. I can't sing at all. I was about to try and Please. do it. Like, <laughs> so I'm a Carly Rae Jepsen off. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to beat you. This I'm is like, the thing. No, I just like call me, baby. And, I just <laughs> and she's like, and it's kind of like Britney Spears every time yeah. crossing with Carly Rae Jepsen. It gives it's me so like true. really good hard nipples when you do it. <laughs> we love that. So, so when did you start writing music? Um, I've been writing music since I was really little, and I like used to write them on little like pieces of scrap paper and serviettes and stuff around the house, and like pass them out to my family. <laughs> like, oh. sit down, guys. Here's a performance. Five cents like, a ticket. Very good. <laughs> and I did that a lot, and I loved writing music since I was really little. And then when I was like in my late teens, I got like really depressed and didn't want to write anymore. I'm like, what's the point? Like, there's no mm. point. No one's ever gonna hear them anyway. There's no point writing them. And that's why I stopped for ages because I'm like, it's all well and good to sit and write like a million songs, but I'm like, I don't have anyone to even just sing them to in person, let alone you know put online or for anyone to hear I'm like even if I did I don't have a following or anything no one's going to hear it so I just didn't bother mm. and then yeah I just 
that whole young blood thing and I was like, All right, well this is <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> now I'm gonna well, go. TikTok is like it's the new kind of platform to yeah. have musicians It is, it's crazy. Blow up. It's yeah, it's full on. It's like so many musicians now, even people that are like already successful in the industry are like now trying to, you know, use TikTok as a Launching paper. Yeah, I got songs. a DM from someone. I'm not going to say who they are, but they're an Australian artist, and like I'm kind of friends with their friends, and they're like, "Hey, can you like do a TikTok dancing to this song?" And I was yeah. like, "Babe, n- not that kind of not my vibe." I, I literally just repost like podcast clips and like. Yeah, I think it's pretty common though. Like a lot of people will reach out and they'll like you know offer you. It's kind of like a collab thing. Like they'll offer mm. you a certain amount of money to use their song, and that's how a lot of artists get their music like going on TikTok. I saw one for Violent Soho covering Chrome the other day. Was yeah. that again? You know, you know that song. <laughs> Nah. Will I dive out in the night? Never come back in the nine of five. You know that song? I don't, but Baby. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you're a little bit too young. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you like keep singing it like I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah now I know. Like, yeah, yes. It's, <laughs> That's it's what really like, got me. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, I reckon you'll know what you hear. It's on like Hottest 100, like number three, oh. like in like 2018 or something. Right, okay. But it's like an old song and someone did a collab. For that song, and I was like, "Are we trying to bring it back? Have yeah, they got new happens. music? I don't that's... know." But all these Americans were like then using it, and I was like, "Guys, that's so 2018." Yeah, like, you're like keep up, come on. Keep up, but that's on. like the thing I find about TikTok that's so crazy is there'll be a song from like 2010 that'll just suddenly blow up, and it's like, why is this now? Like, and then other artists will jump on that. It's like their song, and they're like, "Hey, I wrote this song like 20 years ago. I'm so stoked you guys are loving it." It's like TikTok. That's what I love about it. It's so organic. It's like sometimes you know you can pay people to get a trend going, but a lot of the times it's like oh, yeah. random shit from like 20 or a song that was like not popular at all. And it'll just take off and everyone's obsessed with it. And it came out 10 years ago. Like someone will find a random little indie song and put it up on TikTok and it'll just be a, a viral sound. And yeah, the Wombats, that song. Yeah. I don't even know. They made a TikTok about it too. They were like, oh, I'm so glad you guys found this song like 10 years later. Like, thanks. <laughs> it's full on. But people finding your music now as you're taking it out. So yeah. Releasing it, taking it out. Like she's got a little bag of songs. <laughs> one for you, one for Dick. <laughs> she's taking that songs out. Crazy because what were you like? What were you doing a year, two years ago? And what did you think you'd be doing in two years? Like, were you stripping two years ago? I was, yeah. And then were you stripping when you started? You were, weren't you? When you started. When I was on TikTok, I feel like when yeah. I started watching you. Yeah, and that's a lot of my stories too on TikTok. I had to like change it because I was still like I didn't want to ever talk about being a stripper because I thought it would like ruin my chances of having a music career. I was like, yeah. you know, they'll be like. I, it would ruin like my image or whatever but I'm like my image I talk about like meth <laughs> like talking yeah. about drugs and all kinds of shit so I'm like I think it doesn't matter if I'm a stripper so I eventually like started talking about it because like whatever who cares but yeah I was on I was stripping when I was on TikTok but two years ago I was stripping and I actually lost my voice for ages because in the nightclubs like the music is so loud and you're every single night like screaming over it to talk to customers and mm. then it's like constant yelling every single night so my voice just like disappeared and I was like well there goes my dream of being a singer and I was actually devastated and like I thought I would never sing again and I was like well guess I'm just a stripper forever now and I was like really actually depressed about it for a long time and then because I was so depressed I like didn't leave my house for like six months and my voice came back because I wasn't talking to anyone <laughs> I like, oh didn't use my voice at all so Depression cured. It did. The so it was throat, kind which of helped the depression. Yeah. Uh, so you think of so you stripper, you thought you were just going to do that. And then TikTok came around, and now you've got a music, you signed with a record label, you've got new music coming mm-hmm. out soon. I got so many questions. I asked on my Instagram, what questions do you have? And like half of them were just, when's new music coming yeah, out? Yeah, people are like, relentless it's, it's like, and I feel so bad because I so badly just want to be like I just want to give it to them and I keep trying to leak it and my label's like stop sorry <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like cheeky like, oh, what about this on and SoundCloud like, I'll just try and like drop shit and not say anything and then I'll get a text I'm like what are you doing <laughs> I'm like it's out there now so you can't do anything about it. but yeah I've got to be careful but there is really exciting stuff coming and I've got a new song coming out at the end of the month that I'm mm-hmm. so excited about mm-hmm. and I've been waiting so long to put it out and I think most people know what song it is but they're really excited about it too 
I can't wait. And that's it. I get that comment on almost every video I make, no matter what the video is. They're like, okay, that's all well and good, but like, when's this song coming out? I'm like, <laughs> soon, I promise. That must be exciting, though, to, to have people focusing on your music as well yeah, as appreciating, like, you as a person. And I feel like, as well, you're this, you're this little, like, bubble of a person where you, like, you've done stripping, you talk about your mental health openly, and you're so funny about it, and you're like hearted about it. And I've seen people, like, in comments, I've seen you reply to some comments being like, you shouldn't make fun of mental health. And it's like, but it's my mental health. Yeah. It's my mental, con- like, it's like, people have got me as well when I joke about my suicide attempt. And um, I'm like, guys, like, yeah, I'm allowed to talk about it this way. Like, this is my coping mechanism. I feel like, yeah, if it's something that you personally are going through or have gone through, it's like, you know, you can cope in whatever way you need to. And I think there's like, I think we're still self-aware enough to know what boundaries are like. We're not going to joke about something that's like going to affect other people. Like we're joking within our like kind of yeah. thing because we understand it. So yeah, I call and- mine bridge student because I tried to jump off a bridge. We call it bridge student 2017, which is like so dumb. Like it's I'm, even my like ex-boyfriend's like, remember bridge student? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like- so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. It's fucked but- up that he would joke about it. They're like, remember that? Ah, that's what cheeky of you. And you're like, ah, yes. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we thought there was even a second bridge student there for a while. And I'm like, oh my god, I have something similar, but not quite as you know, full on and dark. But it's still oh, like, really dark. No, I mean, I think it's hilarious, but like, yeah, but mine's not. I can't compare it to that. I'm be like, yeah, me too. Because I had one where like I had a bit of a freak out and ripped the cupboard doors off the wardrobe. <laughs> and now every time I'm like going out drinking or I get a bit annoyed, I'm like, watch out, the cupboard doors are coming off tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> every time I get Everyone's like, oh, fucking hell, she's going to do it. Everyone watch the fuck out. Uh, I want to talk about mental health and social media because, like I was saying, I've seen you get, like, not even criticism, and I I feel like you get so much more love than criticism. I do. I'm really lucky. Yeah, I'm super lucky that it's, like, I really rarely get hate comments or even a lot of criticism, and sometimes I think I'm like, maybe I'm really naive and I get it all the time and it just goes right over my head because I'm just like, oh, haha, banter. And then my friends are like, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with people saying stuff like that? And I'm like... Like, what? And they're like, that's so crossing a boundary, babe. And I'm like, really? I'm like, fuck, my bad. Someone will ask something super invasive and I'll be like, oh, my God, okay. So, and they're like, friends are like, ask like a mean question and you're like, yeah. no, totally. Like, exactly. like so did you enjoy being a stripper? And you're like, yeah, like, yeah. I guess kind of. Like, what was it like being a filthy whore? And I'm like, okay, so it was like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. I just goes right over my head. No, I love it, though, because I feel like you have no shame in these things. So you're like so talented with your music. Thank you. You're so funny. But with mental health, someone asked a really interesting question, which I think was so – it's something that I think about as well. And, like, every second video is you being like, I had a manic episode, I had this spooky <laughs> thing. Everyone's like, you're always manic. Like. She's always manic. Because you have bipolar. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I, – first I thought it was bipolar, and then now that I've been trying to see a few different psychiatrists, I think they think it's BPD, borderline personality, by the way. And that's right. – I haven't gotten, like, a proper diagnosis, but I've seen, like, four different doctors that are like – yeah, we, they're trying to be nice about it. They're like, oh, we think it's BPD, but don't freak out. Don't rip the cupboard doors off. It might be BPD. <laughs> cupboard doors on in the clinic, I'm please. I'm like holding on to them. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> Give me the answers while they're coming out. Like, <laughs> just, but yeah. Just, <laughs> screaming. But you're like, you're always manic. You're always doing kooky stuff. And it's entertainment for people. But yeah. it is like your real life. So how do you find, because I struggle with this as well, like, how much it's useful for you to talk about your mental health versus how good it is for you. Because I'm like, mm. am I just doing this because I think it's funny and, like, I'm avoiding <laughs> – and, like, if I speak about it, I'm avoiding the reality yeah. situation. Yeah. Do you ever feel like that? Or I are we just – I feel like – and I feel like a lot of the time people think I'm manic. Like, people will – like, I'll just, like, start showing my personality. No, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying, like, that's what a majority of the comments are. Is like, I'll just be, like, in a good mood or showing personality. And like, oh, my God, Peach is manic. I'm like, I'm just – I'm actually very depressed. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm just in a good to- mood for this one minute of a TikTok. But 
But usually when I'm manic, it's like, I, I don't actually always know, so maybe they're onto it before I am. But I think I enjoy talking about it and it's, it's therapeutic for me because I'm like, people find it helpful because they relate to it and they'll be like, oh my God, this validates my experience so much. I didn't know other people felt like this or it's nice to see someone that I look up to that can speak about it like so casually. But it also makes me feel good that there's like, you know, hundreds of comments of people relating to me. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, so it's You're not, not me. With, literally, it's like when I say things, I'm like, is anyone else on my stories, like not on TikTok because I'm not, I'm very good at TikTok. But I'm like, TikTok. oh I'm my god, babe, shush! You're so cute. Don't. That's so patronising, Peach. <laughs> it's so patronising. Like you fucking bitch. Cancel, I Peach. Mean it like that. No, um, I do love your TikTok. <laughs> Stop! You're making me feel bad now. No, babe, I'm kidding. Um, no, but it is. It is because you're like, oh, like I'm not. Like I'll say something that I generally think is just me. I'll be like, oh, yeah. like this is a weird thought that I've had. And then people are like, I've done that a million times. So I feel that way. Yeah, so it does help you. And I'm glad that it is therapeutic for you because I, I don't know. But the thing, I think I go to so much therapy that I overthink everything that I do. Like I you go to a lot of therapy. Is my therapy? Every therapist keeps firing me. <laughs> They're like, okay, that's a bit much. Go really? home. And I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, all the time. Like I've had it happen like three times now. I've like, and it's so annoying because I'll get like five sessions in, and there's so much to cover. So I'm like bombarding them with everything I'm like oh fucking hell. all right I've got an hour to tell you like start to finish and it's going to take a couple of weeks because like each hour is like you know one little block of my life mm. and it's so much that has happened and then it's like I, I never get any like therapy it's just me like ranting trying to get them to know my whole story before trying to diagnose me or get me help and then by the time it's like four or five sessions in they're like okay we think you're a little bit above our level of care so we're going to refer you somewhere else or we're going to we or they're like oh, I think we should look elsewhere for extra help which I understand and I respect that they're not going to try and like you know help me when they don't have the qualif- you know the skill set to do that so I appreciate that but it is really sad like hearing that constantly you're just like oh man like can somebody fix it but yeah so I just got a TikTok <laughs> and then everyone's oh like oh god everyone's like, I, me too. I don't know therapists could do that they can't they have to like refer you somewhere else so they have to give you like they can't just be like no and then like you know leave you on your own they have to be like oh we we think you should try this place or here's a referral to a different doctor but I'm already so disheartened at that point that I'm just like, well, I don't really want to go try another one now. I'm just like, whatever, and I storm out and I'm all upset. Well, because <laughs> like, it would do two things. It makes you feel like you're unfixable, yeah. which you're not, which like... Yeah, and I do understand that, like, logically, like, my brain's like, you know, I know I understand that this is fixable, but in, like, my emotional brain is like, oh, my God, I'm, like, ruined and no one can yeah. help. Like, yeah, yeah, like, you'd feel, you'd feel that way and then you need therapy to help yourself deconstruct those feelings, but <laughs> yeah. you can't go to therapy. And also the hardest thing is the first session of therapy. Yeah. Every time. That is the, that is the absolute worst. I get so many DMs people being like, I don't know how to start therapy. And I'm like, just choose someone at random and then just try that. And then if it's bad, they'll refer you to someone else. But it keeps happening. Yeah. And it's it's like sometimes you, you're at such a place that's like so desperate for help that you don't really have a lot of room for trial and error. It's like sometimes I'm like, you, there's waiting lists and then you start seeing them and I'm like, I need help now. Like, oh I'm like, God. you know, struggling. You're looking for help. And then they're like, no. Never Sometimes mind. I like, just be mindful. Just practice Take mindfulness. Oh my god! One time I saw her, th- like she was like a receptionist. Like she was at the, the desk, <laughs> and like I got referred. Then I'm like, I think I'm meant to be seeing a psychologist here. And she's like, All right, then come on. And then she like goes into the room with me. I'm like, Are you a receptionist? And she's like, Yeah, but you know, I've got some information. I'm like, Okay. And she's like, So what's the problem? I'm like, well, I mean, there's a lot. Like, where do you want to start? And then she's like, So I tell her my diagnosis that I've had before. Like, I go through the whole list. Mm. And she's like, Right, okay. Well, I'm not really familiar with those, but I can do some research. I'll go home and Google some stuff. I'm like, Babe. <laughs> I've had this for like six years. I can tell you what Google's going to tell you. And then she's like, I'm going to give you a fridge magnet about mindfulness. And she's like, next time you're feeling anxious, have, you know, go to the magnet. I'm like, I don't even have anxiety. That's not even one of the diagnoses. You don't have anxiety. I think I'm in denial. I think I do. (laughs) (laughs) Not me treating this podcast like therapy. I know, babe. I love this for us. I feel like this is what therapy is like for me. I just like, like unload everything and I'm like, fix it. (laughs) 
that I'm on a podcast. Like, yes. I mean, we'll try. Do you need more wine, babe? Because I feel like yes. at this stage, we're halfway through I'm therapy. I'm barking soon. <laughs> oh, my God. Are there any cupboards in here we need to protect? <laughs> Luckily, we've got some screens and work a bit more than covers. Everyone watch out! The glass is even worse. Once I threw one of my massive... I had these bright stole platforms and my manager shouldn't be hearing this. <laughs> and I, like, came home drunk on night. I was so mad. And I took my massive platform, like, bright stole shoe off and, like, smacked it at the glass door. Like, And there's still a footprint on there. And I'm like, if they have cameras, like... Actually, my never face mind. just like, listening to this. That wasn't me. <laughs> it was not. It was I not. I actually saw me. someone do it. It wasn't me at all. They had the same shoes. Oh my god. <laughs> Twins in the same building. She's also mad. She's <laughs> crazy. She has no cupboard door. They've taken it off. It's so good to hear talk about mental health and talk about struggles with finding a therapist. That's a really hard thing to talk about. Mm. Very impressive. I love you for it. It's fucking iconic. Thank you. But I'm so happy as <laughs> so shit. I think they get so traumatized. It's so iconic being traumatized. No, but I feel like just because there's also um. Because you talk about borderline personality disorder. I try to, and in a way that's like, I don't say it outright because I'm like, I don't, it, my diagnosis is always changing and it's like never been, because I don't have, I, I never get to stay with a therapist longer, long enough to get a proper diagnosis and treatment. So it's like, I don't want to come out and be like, okay, I have this. And then everyone's like, okay, well, I also have actually been diagnosed with that. And so then they start trying to, you know. Align their symptoms Yeah, or they yours. go like, yeah, or they, they diagnose themselves based on me and I might have the wrong diagnosis. So I try not to talk about my actual diagnosis on TikTok because I don't want people to be like, Oh, okay. Maybe I've got that, and I don't actually know. So I just try, I just talk about the symptoms because they those are real. Like what I go through, like those mm. are I know are valid. But yeah, putting a label on, I'm not sure. Like I'm pretty sure it's BPD though, but I haven't got a formal diagnosis because like, I see so many therapists, and they're like, it's probably BPD. But go and tell get someone else to tell you that. And I'm like, but how do they even diagnose it? Isn't it just like a like a tick? Um, I think system? it is. Like I think BPD is really difficult to get diagnosed with. I think I think it gets mis misunderstood a lot, and it gets diagnosed for different things and. I've heard from like my followers and stuff that have it. It's like hard to get diagnosed with it, and that like a lot of doctors don't want to treat people with BPD because it can be like because it's a personality disorder, so it's not as easy as like you know get taking a medication for it. You have to go to like I think DBT, and you have to get like you know go through a program. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. This is just like what I've yeah. been told and what I've heard from my followers. But yeah, I yeah. think it's a very easy thing to get therapy for. But it is possible, and there definitely is ways to you know, cope with it. Yeah. Do people ever try and diagnose you off TikTok? All the time. Me too. Especially when I first started the BPD thing. And I used, there's a video from like when I first started and I'm like mad because I used to hate getting told that I have BPD because I'm like, I don't have fucking BPD. And there's like yeah. multiple videos of me yelling at my followers being like, stop telling me I have BPD because I'll like literally just make a joke and they'll be like, oh my God, same BPD gang. And I'm like, I, I didn't even say anything about, I'm just talking about like, you know, doing a painting and someone would be like, oh my God, BPD vibes. BPD. Like, Shut up. When you're creative, you're BPD. And so I was like in denial. I didn't even want to be like told that I had anything like that. Not because I was like ashamed of it, but I was just like so certain that that wasn't it. Mm. But turns out no, like Maybe. Because I get, I get, I feel like I love TikTok because it's the ADHD thing. I'm mm. like, I think I probably do have ADHD. I'm not going to say that no one come for me. I'm not saying that I've been diagnosed. Like, I don't know, but yeah, I'm very like... I think like, that, like, sometimes self-diagnosing isn't the worst thing. I don't think it's, like, as – it shouldn't be as, like, stigmatised as it is. Like, obviously, mm. you don't go around telling everyone, like, oh, I've got this because, you know, I, I relate to this other person who's got that. It's, like mm. – but I think sometimes it's not accessible for somebody to go through that whole process of getting diagnosed and going through – and sometimes when you see – like, you do your own research and you see other people that have the same symptoms and you really do align with that in more ways than just, oh, they have a similar, like, little thing that I do. It's, like, it actually is, like, you know, a recurring, you know, thing yeah, you struggle with. and, like – yeah, yeah, not something that you should be like, oh, I don't want to self-diagnose. Because sometimes it's like, it's not the worst thing in the world. You know yourself better than anyone, so. It's true. I mean, I just, I, every ADHD TikTok, put your finger down, I'm like. 
I know. Yeah, I've <laughs> been seeing a lot lately, like because obviously you know the algorithm goes based on what you like, mm. and I've seen a lot lately of people saying, "Oh my god, TikTok's made me realize I have ADHD." Like a lot of people saying the same as you, like, "Oh my god, I didn't know until TikTok that I had ADHD." And especially in women, it's really different, and that's why a lot of women it like does it gets looked over because you know ADHD is typically you think like hyperactive and bouncing off the walls and really disruptive, but like, girls, it's like very different. It manifests like in a completely different way. You're very like sometimes within yourself and withdrawn and low like self confidence and things like that. But, yeah. So a lot of people are overlooking women because it's like, you know, a boy. It's naughty boys, naughty kids rather than like, like before we were recording, I was like, like interrupting each other. Yeah, we're both. And then we both just got lost and we were like, what were we saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, what were we talking about? And then it's like four minutes trying to find train of thought. But I remember on The Bachelor, when we were filming, I let him out. I would always interrupt him. And it wasn't because I was trying to be rude. I get so excited about what he was saying. Yes. And I want to get the thought out before I forgot it. 100% and I want to add to it. And I'd be like, I'm so sorry, but I just need you're to. You're like get turning red in the face, waiting for your turn to talk. And you're like, okay, yeah. no. <laughs> and you don't them until you're like, because I need to hold on to the thought. Yes. So, yeah. But I get people commenting on my stuff. Like, I, I put it something about like depression the other day. Like, I don't know, about me, like, crying or something. Mm. And someone commented, like, BPD. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have BPD that I know of. I mean, I have pretty standard anxiety and depression, mm. maybe ADHD, but I don't think I have any BPD symptoms, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I don't like this new thing of people commenting, trying to diagnose you when yeah. they have no fucking idea. And then it makes me – I'm like – do I have BPD? Yeah. I know it's one post about my depression that I, I'm yeah. and on medication for. Yeah, if you've got anxiety too and someone says something like that or if you're like a hypochondriac, you start to spiral and like, maybe I do. And like, I'm just not aware of it and everyone else can see it but me. And it's like this whole thing. So I totally get that where you wouldn't want people commenting, trying to diagnose you. I used to get it a lot. And now I think I'm like, it's kind of, <laughs> they were right. So <laughs> 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 like, thank, you. About it. thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. I was really mad about it at first. Though. I used to like get so annoyed. I'm like, stop. Oh my God. Um, so also you're, you're bi. Yeah. I know I said it like that. Like I was so excited. Congratulations. Like, like we're going to start dating or something. <laughs> like I was like, goodbye. So that's it for us then, Pete. For another- <laughs> um, no. So I want to talk to you about dating men when you're mm-hmm. bi mm-hmm. and also how you came to figuring out you were bi and how you – like, was it always like – a? I feel like you just, like, come out of the womb knowing yourself, which well, is – Yeah. Well, that's what I thought, though, and that's why it took a long time for me to actually realise that I was because I always thought that that's how it was because every, like, gay person I knew or people that were bi, it was like, oh, yeah, I've always known. Like, I've been like that since I was little. And I'm like, I don't – think I have though like because I couldn't recall like but it wasn't like I felt that way about boys either I think I was just a late bloomer and didn't have like romantic feelings for a long time so I was right. like I don't I don't remember like you know knowing from a young age that I liked girls so it, I was like maybe I'm just faking it or maybe it's not real and I remember like watching so many videos of lesbians and going on like ask fm anonymous asking girls that I knew were lesbian and vibe like how do I know if you like girls like <laughs> or if you're just pretending and I'm like so I think if you're asking yeah if you're questioning it like it's you're probably <laughs> right I thought that as well even until like Last year, I didn't say that I was bi until even though I'd slept with girls. Mm. Okay, um, I like eating <laughs> pussy, and I was like, "No, I'm so straight. I'm super straight." <laughs> so many straight girls do that. I'm like, like, I'm like making my best friend calm, and I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> like, bestie vibes only. Bestie vibes only. Bestie vibes only. <laughs> bestie vibes only. <laughs> Literally." And I didn't until I was on Clementine Ford's podcast, and she's like, "So you bi?" And I was like, "I mean, I don't want to say that I'm bi because I feel like it's like." making myself be part of the LGBT community without being actually part of it. You don't feel, like, yeah, valid and it's, like... And, like... Yeah, you know, I've only dated men and, like, you know, I don't know if I... It's, like, yeah, it's... I don't want to... And it wasn't because I was, homo- in like, in terms of homophobic. Yeah, no. It was the opposite. It was, like, I don't want to pretend that I'm part of minority... Yeah. ...when it, I've like, only take, dated men. Yeah, like, outshining someone that actually, you know, has gone through... Like, yeah, I totally get that. I was the exact same. and But I was, like, about 
15 or 16 when I was like questioning because I would kiss girls at parties all the time and I'd be like let's kiss to like make the boys jealous or make the boys be interested and then I remember asking this girl at a party once I was like 16 and we were like hooking up and I was like um like we're doing it like to get the boys attention whatever and then the boys like left and I was like still kissing it and I'm like do you like girls? And she was like, ew, no, what? And I was like, yeah, me either. No, neither. That's so weird. <laughs> ew, you freak. Imagine freak. that. <laughs> I had, I remember I was in Amsterdam and I was so fucked up. Um, and Amsterdam. my friends had like gone missing and I was like hanging out with this. I don't even know. I actually don't remember this night at all. Like, I'm not sure if I was like day raped or something, but like. You're like, let me tell you about this night that I don't remember. <laughs> I walked past like Anne Frank's house and was like crying. Like, hey, babe. Past, ended up being like, this is so fucked. Like, oh my God. Just fucked. It was just like the weird. Anyway, so I was at this, at this, uh, like club in Amsterdam my friends had gone missing and I was like with this girl at night I'm like walking like holding hands and stuff and this before I'd ever gotten with a girl ever I was like 19 20 or something and it actually seemed like she was really upset and I like ah! and I like oh God, it's so embarrassing what? and I like I like went to like kiss her on the dance floor because I was like fucked up and like I don't know feeling feelings and she goes, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. And I pushed me away. And I, ever, and I didn't, like, and that's also where I had, like, weird, this, like, internalized homophobia because I was like, Aww. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a fake. I'm a fake. And now even when I get with girls, even when I'm, like, literally having sex with them, I'm like, like am I just pretending? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, am I pretending? <laughs> or, like, just pretending even though literally no one else is there. You're like, am I just doing this? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, oh, my God. That I was another attention. thing, too, is, like, I literally... I don't really watch porn at all anymore. It's just not... I just feel like a creep in the bushes watching people like me personally. It's just not my vibe. But, but like, <laughs> but like when I tried to and tried to get into it, I'm like, watching men <laughs> repulsed me. I was like, ugh. Watching yuck. men? It's disgusting. Ew. But then... But when I would only watch lesbian porn because I'm like, looking at men was like, oh, yuck. Like, why are they like that? Yeah, why are they like that? It's so, so gross. So grubby and sweaty and... Mm, it's so disgusting. Hate men. Um, but you, then you've dated... <laughs> I'm looking at him like, shush, shush. Yuck. Get out of this studio. I'm I say this stuff to him all the time. He knows this. I'm bi as well. I get you. Oh, yeah, bye. Oh, this is Peach's manager. This is my manager, Adam. Adam. And we're just bullying him. He's like in like a dark corner. We're looking at him like, yeah, men are the worst. Why are they like that? We're left over breakfast. And we gave him one half a cup of wine Aww. and said, shut up. But now he's bi. So do you want a mic? <laughs> he's bi now. You can have my one. <laughs> um, but then do you feel like, because you've been dating men, mm-hmm. when you date guys, are you then like, I'm a liar? No, I, yeah. But then I do this thing where like every time I date men, I like do this thing where I panic and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just fully gay because like I'm so annoyed by men. But then I'm like, obviously I'm not because I'm dating guys. But like I just panic and I'm like, I literally asked a guy after we had sex the other day, do you think I'm just gay? Every and boyfriend was like, I've ever had has said that to my friends. They're like, "She's Peach is just gay, isn't she? And yeah. they're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I obviously do have to like men in some capacity if I'm like, you know, dating them all the time. <laughs> See, I think that as well, but I saw some TikTok that was like, if you're a female bi sub, you're probably just gay and you and you hate <laughs> men loud. so much. And I was like, this weird. Like, and I was like, babe, I don't like how many times I've watched this TikTok to try and figure out if this is me. Like oh I'm like, am I, every time I text someone, I'm like, am I just gay? And they're a dude. Stop. It's too much. <laughs> it's me all the time. Literally. Dating people. I'm like, I think I'm just gay. I and then it was with like feminine men. Yeah. Stop. Ew. If, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to reveal too much. Let's put something called like Peaches coming out. We're <laughs> <laughs> right together. We're like, fuck. Oh my God, Peach and Abby come out on the podcast. <laughs> they run away together. They elope. <laughs> I was dressing like Peach. With like, oh a, with like a Hello Kitty um, like bouquet of flowers. Oh, my God. That would be so cute. cute, the hat, the top hat. Um, <laughs> no, 
Carla Rae Jepsen that. sings while you walk down the aisle. I'm like, oh, stop. This is coming too iconic. So, I'm like, yes. Young blood is the... I'm hearing no- nothing but positives. <laughs> <laughs> no, but whenever I'm dating guys, I'm like, I'm a liar. I'm a traitor. I feel like that too. And I feel like I talk so much on TikTok about being bi. And obviously I put a whole song out about mm. fucking a stripper. So it's like, you know, a girl that I was like, I actually genuinely had feelings for. And she had a boyfriend. And I was like, maybe, like, what if we dumped up boyfriends? Wouldn't that be funny? Mm. <laughs> she was like, no, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> weird. That's so and then weird. I like, wrote a whole song about her like a year later and sent it to her. And she was like, <laughs> did she reply? <laughs> no, she's, we're still friends. Like, she's super stoked about it. She actually did play it for her boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, love that. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> I love that cute. your boyfriend loves the song I wrote about you. You're part but, of the relationship. That's so cute. Yeah. I feel like if I was with a, with a man, I'd have to be like open. Yeah. I, I don't think that I could just do penis for the rest of my life. Yeah. I always I, have threesomes. Yeah, me too. And mm. like, I don't know if that's really too much. Is that okay? But We're talking about know, Adam? But it's, Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I, I'm like, yeah, I have threesomes too because like, you know, I'm not, I'm not actually a really sexual person. I'm, like, very vanilla for someone who was, like, a stripper for age. And I think maybe that's why I'm, like, like almost, you know, completely put off because I'm, like, so traumatised. <laughs> but, like, actually, this is a question someone asked. Really? I don't know if I sent you this before, but um, I didn't want to ask. No, I thought it. it was too mean. But I was going to ask you now because I've had two champagnes. Um, so someone asked me, do you think stripping has changed your relationship with intimacy? Absolutely. Relationships. 100%. Yeah, it got to a point where, like, I couldn't do the job anymore because because like at our i worked in adelaide where they're all no touch clubs and like some oh, girls really? you know they're a bit cheeky break the rules for money but like the club's rules are no touching and like sometimes if if the girl says you can like you can touch like their legs or their midwaist but no bum no vagina no boobs and nothing like that so but it's up to the girl she can say no touching at all or she can say okay you can touch my thighs or my waist and like guys will like sometimes if i trust them enough or i think they're getting they're going to get really angry like sometimes they do because they're on coke and they're drunk and it's like if you tell them no touching they're like well i just paid this much money how fucking do you so it's easy to just like compromise I'm like okay you can touch my thighs whatever but sometimes they like they try to be sneaky and they'll try and like push it a bit further and see how far they can take it before you go okay no that's enough and like that really doing that for four years over and over every single night having to like every time i felt a guy's hand get like on my hips and go a little bit too close i'd be like like alarm bells okay that's enough and now in like my intimate relationships with with people whenever I feel a hand like get into that spot where I used to be like okay that's too far I like will feel uncomfortable and slap it away and I'm just like and also it was men at the strip club would constantly cross my boundaries like over and over every night and I just had to do it because I'm like well you know it's my job and I have to you know I can obviously tell them not to but it's like they don't listen they get angry and it's not always as simple worth it yeah and then it's just like it felt like I had no bodily autonomy for ages. So I was just like, it really put me off, like, intimacy. I was like, nobody touched me now. I'm like, I spent so long letting people touch me and letting them get away with it. Yeah. I just check out mentally and go home and be like, what the fuck? I just let so many people cross my boundaries and I didn't do anything about it. And then, yeah, my, my when I wanted actually wanted to be intimate with someone, I was like, I was like, you know what? You don't deserve it. Get the fuck away from me. That's like, how I feel sometimes. I'm like, you don't deserve it. And I haven't done streaming, but I'm kind of mm. like, ew, you actually don't deserve yeah, and it, it feels like, because I was so used to men being so entitled to me, because they're like, oh, well, I've paid so much money for this. Like, I should touch you. I'm like, you know damn well it's a no-touch club. I told you when you came into the dance mm-hmm. that these are the rules. And they would still, you know, try and be sneaky about it. Like, oh, sorry, I forgot. And I'm like, well, you didn't, because <laughs> I told you. Or they'd, like, do it anyway and see how they can get away with it. And it's like, that used to really, really upset me and really annoy me. And then it's like, now when I am with a man that I actually do want to be with, I'm just like, oh, get off me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so how so do you navigate annoying. that? Like, how do you, or you, you haven't you yet, have to, how to yet? It's like sometimes, you know, it has really like had a huge impact on relationships and pretty much ended some of them. And then, but you have to just find someone that's like very understanding. And I explained to them at the very beginning before we become like committed or anything like that. I'm like, just letting you know, I have a lot of issues around intimacy Mm. and like this is, you know, 
it's going to take a long time for me to feel comfortable and like I need you to just be like cool with it when I say no I don't want this like you have to just leave it at that like don't get upset don't try and push it and if they can't do that then it's like we don't pursue it any further and that's the only way I can really navigate it it's just making sure they know at the beginning and if that's not something they they can do then Mm. I just don't that's so interesting do you think you'd this is a very vague question but I just thort of then do you think you'd recommend doing stripping like did you like it because I feel like you were like yeah well that's I feel like I have mixed feelings about it and I feel like I have to be careful talking about it because I think a lot of the stripping community get upset with me when I talk about stripping because I do kind of talk about it in such a negative light because I personally had a really negative experience but I know for a lot of women especially like my best friend she the second she turned 18 she couldn't wait to be a stripper and she still is to this day and loves it like she would never do anything else she's like it's my dream job I love it so much she's so empowered by it and like we work the exact same jobs we did the exact same dances Mm -hmm. so it's like you know the jobs aren't different but her view of it and what she gets out of it is different so I wouldn't recommend it to people because like I personally wouldn't because how I you know felt about it and what I went through but and I think there's like a toxic positivity about sex work it can be super empowering and it can be amazing for a lot of women but I think we don't want to put a negative light on it because we don't want people to think of it in this way where it's like Mm -hmm. taboo so we try to over you know make it positive I think young girls see that and go oh my god that's you know it's so empowering and you make so much money and you you know you're your own boss and you do this but it's like you know, I get why people don't want to talk about the negatives, absolutely, because you don't want to, like, be part of that narrative. But it's like, I feel like it's hard because you do kind of need to tell them that because if I'd known that, I probably wouldn't have done it. So I was 19, so... It's, like, realistic rather than... I guess it's kind of, like, it should be treated as any job is. Some people really like it, some yeah. really like it. Like, I used to work in property and I fucking hated it, but the people mm-hmm. that love it, and it's like we have the same job, same experiences. It doesn't have to be this sort of like black and white thing of it's really good or it's really bad. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like even I, feel, I felt nervous asking that question because I'm kind of like I don't ever want to stigmatise sex work if people want to do not. it. Yeah. But there are negative experiences. Yeah. And, and I don't want that to be like the main focus either. Like I don't want it to be like a mostly negative thing that people no. say. Obviously you want it to be, and I want it to be empowering for them and I yeah. want it to be like this thing that people have their own ownership over it, but the the reality is sometimes it's not like that and I feel like people are scared to talk about that because it just makes the whole industry look bad and there's already like a negative light on it. So it's really hard to like balance how to, you know, have that conversation. Yeah, but like young it's like a personal it. thing, isn't it? If you enjoy it, then do yeah. it. And there's no really real way to find that out until you do it, which is the unfortunate thing because mm. by then it's like you've already gone through it and it's, mm. it's really hard to get out of sometimes for some people. Absolutely. Is there any champagne left in the bottle? Oh, send it. Is there? No. <laughs> No, sorry, babe. That's okay. So, usually at the end of the episodes, mm-hmm. when I say usually, I mean the past three, epi- three episodes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a new thing I've started in 2021. I get people to send in their like little voice notes of their like awful sex stories or dating stories or horror stories. Or just like life being shit. Mm-hmm. Just because like sometimes it's funny to laugh at ourselves. And I feel like you're the queen of this. Okay. So what's your what's your go-to story? I love the attempted murder one, so you could tell that for me. That'd be amazing. Okay. Yes. No, I didn't attempt murder. Let's get that out of the way first. <laughs> I watched it like seven times. And I like tried to wrap my head around the, the story and I'm the like... Attempted murder thing. Yeah. No, well, so when I was stripping, I was like with this guy in a dance and he booked me for a few hours. And like after a few hours, it's like, I can only do so many dance moves in a small room. Mm. And so it was like... And he was totally chill. He was, like, pretty drunk. He wasn't saying anything. He was, like, sweet. And then I had to do a stage. So I was, like, I've got to go do my stage, but we can come back in after. And I did my stage. And then I went to get him, but he wanted to watch the next girl go on stage. So I was, like, all right, we can chill out here for a bit. And that girl came out. He's, like, oh, my God, I love her. She's so beautiful. And I'm, like, oh, did you want to book her next? And he was, like, I want you both. And I'm, like, all right, sweet. So she came off and I was, like, hey, this guy wants to book us both. And she was, like, all right, perfect. And I'm, like, he's, he's, like, so chill. He hasn't tried to touch me. He's been totally relaxed. And she's, like, awesome. And she comes in the dance. 
And like immediately he just got so weird and he was like frantically needing to be choked out. He was like, I need to be choked. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, I just told this girl that he was so chill and she's like, okay, like what's chill for you? Because this guy's trying to hang himself in the curtain. The like, parameters are very... He was like, he's like, who's got a belt? I'm like, we're literally both naked, so probably you. And then he was like, not wearing one. And so he's like trying to grab the curtains and he's like trying to wrap around his neck and I'm like, whoa, all right, let's have a seat. And then he sat down and he was like trying to get us to like step on him without massive platforms. And I was like, oh my God, my guy, like this is a lot. Step on where? Like on his balls? Yeah. Like if I to his jeans though, but we're wearing eight inch platform heels. So it's like, I'm not an, like, an, it's not a, it's not a <laughs> like soft, I'm not a gymnast. I no. can't balance like that. But then she was like, he's like, I want to be choked. And we didn't have anything to choke him with. And I also didn't want to do it because usually stuff like that, you can like get tipped for it. So it's like, if they want extra things like that, you can be like, all right, well, if you tip me, no do that because yeah. that's not really part of a standard dance so I it's mean, like yeah it's, like, it's extra labor please movies. come on <laughs> but yeah and so he was like i'm gonna be choked and she's like oh i can just do it with my hand and i'm like looking at her like have you done that before though because i feel like that can go very south and mm. then she and so i was really advising against it because i was like i just don't think that's a good idea mm. and then she's like no, no i'll be fine i'm like okay so she goes to choke him and he was like oh if i like pass out like don't freak out and i'm like we're not gonna do it till you pass out like let's really in a bit and then she just like <laughs> she just goes for it like up against like pressing him up against the couch like as hard as she could like to who's literally blue in the face and i'm like all right that's all enough right. and i was like trying to nudge her like okay enough and she just kept going and i was like babe like stop i'm like smacking her i'm like come on <laughs> and then he's like fully eyes rolled back in the head i'm like what are you doing i'm like she's, oh my god she's trying to kill this guy so i like grabbed her arm i'm like stop like what are you doing and he just like slumped over on his side like fully slumped over and started convulsing <laughs> so funny, but i'm like it's so fucked dude i st- i t- when i tell you like for a solid four seconds maybe i was like so we've just killed a guy. Like, I don't know what also, that does to your cameras psyche. are in the strip club, right? Yeah. So you've killed someone on a camera. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, and also, like, what are we supposed to do? Drag him out to the management? But, well, someone's dead. And you're an accomplice. Yeah. And also I'm like, well, yeah, I've been a part of it now. So thanks for that one, babe. And then she's like, he's slumped over and is convulsing. And so for a, I convinced myself, I don't know how long it was, maybe like 10 seconds. And I'm watching him convulse and slump over. And I'm like... He's no. either brain dead or he's dead. So I'm like, oh my god, we've just like killed a guy. So and like, so I don't know what that does to your psyche to genuinely believe for thirty seconds, whatever, that like somebody's dead and you were part of it. Like that shit rocked me. Oh I was like, god. I looked at her like, what? and she was like, oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry, you just oh killed god. someone. And then he like sat back up and he was like, oh my god, that was amazing. And I'm like, literally, I was like physically shaking. I'm like white and I'm like shaking. And he's like, and she's like, oh see, he's fine. And she kept dancing and I'm like trying to dance, but I'm shaking like a child. Oh I'm like god. trying to be all fluid and I'm like shaking. Because I went back in the change room, like bawled my eyes out. I was like, "What the fuck was killed that? a man?" And she's like, oh, "Sorry, babe. Like, geez, I didn't think he was going to do that." I'm like, "Well, he is if you don't stop choking him when he doesn't breathe. <laughs> like, <laughs> obviously, that's what's going to happen when you don't stop." Like, I... she's like, "I've never done it before." I'm like, "I could tell. Like, he couldn't breathe." You're just pressing exactly. the side. Exactly. And I knew that, but I'm not strong enough. I didn't want to do that to somebody. I don't want to hurt someone. So I was like, "I'll let her do it. Surely she knows what she's doing if she's so eager to volunteer." Yeah, I'm glad you just want to not. You weren't the actual person doing it. I'm very glad. Yeah, but. Like, for, like to this day still, like, I, I feel like days after I had nightmares about it, like, seeing, like, a, like a dead this guy. This poor man like, lives in your head rent-free. For real. This man is, it like... so traumatising. Oh Thank God, God he lives, though. Like, we love you, random man. Yeah. We're so glad. I hope he's living his kink lifestyle. Yeah. I hope he's using, like, full-service sex workers. I hope we're doing... Yeah, you know, I hope paying so someone, and he's And he's also giving them a chance to... Yeah, like, prefacing, like, this is what I'm into, this is what I want. Yeah, in health hours, I want, hours, I want this. <laughs> I don't want to go into a club and be like... And, like, someone that is experienced in that and knows how to, like, 
bring somebody to that you know point and not <laughs> overstep and almost kill them. So I mean, yeah, I love this. I love this story so much. I feel like I want to get you back on like after your next show's list. You're just so funny. I want to talk to you for hours. Oh, I, I, actually I feel like have, most like, of it, I was like sad. I'm like, I wasn't sad, but like I was saying such sad stuff. <laughs> no, but it's good to be sad. My listeners love sadness. Well, I mean, I'm like, breaking up as I'm saying it. I'm like, oh my god, and then this. Like <laughs> the my therapist won't even see me anymore. It's so bad. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. So Thank new so music comes out me. end of this month? End of the month, yes. It'll be on, what, all streaming platforms? Yeah, all platforms. It'll be everywhere. Yeah, the Instagram is PHPRC. PHPRC. Porcelain vibes. Yeah. And so to TikTok, as we all know. I feel like if you don't know that right now, like, grow up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're going to have links in the show notes to all of Peach's stuff. Um, But love you. Thank you for coming on. I love really you. appreciate it. I'm so glad so to meet me. you. Yay. It was so nice to meet you. That's all for this episode of It's a Lot. Just a reminder, the podcast is on a little end-of-season break so we can plan some amazing interviews and content that will just be fucking great next season. We've got some bonus episodes and some mini nightmare fuel chats in the meantime, so enjoy those. Just a reminder, if you have a funny dating story, a nightmarish sex story, a workplace conundrum, anything, you can email in voice notes to hello at itslawpodcast.com. If you need advice, I guess, we can also listen to that. I can't guarantee you good advice, but it will be advice of some sort. Make sure you're following at It's Lot Pod on Instagram to see updates. Love you guys. Keep safe. <laughs>